back with part two of no not part two new episode yeah, fuck it's episode 11 weird shit i before e no c blah 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 he's your host logan i'm your host logan i'm also I'm your host jesse and shut Petra up wait your turn yeah. shh, shh, shh. <laughs> i didn't see uh, your name on the door oh <laughs> uh, i'm um my friend's inside what you having a stroke <laughs> did you just say my friend's inside balls deep <laughs> yeah. what did you say deep in a motherfucker welcome to so you're you're Callum featuring Callum yeah you're the 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 trio of this duo yeah you're the training I'm the offshoot I do you want to just be on this from now on what do you want to just be on this from now on uh can you commit do you want to go steady bro did you hear how soft he is that was? We'll just call him a regular contributor. That way yeah. he's not liable. He's the implied, he's the, um, he's the, the reserved chair that other guests don't get to sit in. Yeah. Wow. My, my the fact that really well. My <laughs> mine is pretty coming up loosely as well. But how about now? It's picking up the level, so it's fine. That's better. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, go <gasps> on, Cole. Tell us why you my don't want to be on our podcast. Um, because, yeah. Um, yeah, oh I'm so excited. A Delia comes later in the show than this. Oh, okay. Well, I, well, then, uh, what are we talking about? Um, first up is... It just seems like a tired man who just got woken up in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm I'm okay with this, but what what are we doing? First up is shit. <laughs> oh. First up is all right. You, I I rescind that offer. You're not on the podcast anymore. Uh, what we got up to in the last episode was we're about to nut it out. You want to go? Oh, straight that's into right. Doing ideas. Oh, I need to we turn, need to turn down, down your levels, mate, because you're fucking insane right now. All right, can <laughs> you just calm it down? Insane okay. in the membrane. You're, you're a guest one insane time, and you just brain. think you can take over. What? What? I'm picking a fight with a column, but he can't oh. hear it. So he, he no always you you'll drop a line and he just won't answer. And it seems like there's a massive delay on the Skype, but the reality is he's just uh, barely paying attention. No, you you guys are cutting in and out, so I'm only picking up sort of seventy percent of what you're saying. And we, you chose to mention this now. <laughs> it's fine. We'll go with it. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought I thought you guys were just being silent thirty percent of the time. <laughs> Yeah, let's it let's just, just, it just, seemed, re- like it just seemed reasonable it that we would not. Sense. Yeah. It makes the same amount of sense. I was going to say it seemed right, perfectly okay. reasonable for us to not provide a punchline to half the things we say. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's uh, no content lost. It probably works with <laughs> our format. Yeah. But yeah, we're getting to nutting it out. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna br- Plus breeze it's fun on. To just leave you hanging every now and then. Yeah. Get fucked. <laughs> um, see, I don't think you heard that because you just left. <laughs> <laughs> Callum, did you hear now, us tell you to get fucked? No, he's just leaving it hanging I heard get fucked Yeah Okay, cool I heard, I heard get fucked And then I assume you were just silent after that And All right. talked about well, 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 Just yeah. consider it from now on That there might be a one second delay Oh, uh, okay Yeah Yeah, yeah it seems to be but, but, uh, Cullum is our on the spot correspondent <laughs> <laughs> And he's, uh, he's yeah, guys, slightly overseas pretty overseas. stormy out here What the fuck, correspond, man? What's happening out there? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what's happened, dear dear? 
<laughs> yeah, okay, dead air. I'm a professional. I'm always in front of the microphone. Fuck you guys. Dead air. Yeah, get dead air. Because <laughs> exactly what you said you wouldn't Cut do. The feed. Cut the feed. Cut the feed. Cut the feed. Go to commercial. <laughs> cut the feed. Don't cut the feed, baby. Oh, we're supposed to be doing. Um, <laughs> ideas, get out. Um, you got a you got an idea in your head. Oh, I, yeah, I, what's I, something that you really never no, got no, past? No, the no, 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 no. I want to tell you about a dream I had the other night. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I, I feel go. like. Colin, I apologise in advance. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just because my dreams don't involve fucking weird he, he, shit. He, ah. <laughs> he, stopped, he stopped recording like 12 minutes ago. It's like, it's fine. We're, we're, just, just, talking we're just riffing. No, we're, no, we're recording. Um, um, so I... Before E. Except after Wes. Shit. I hate you. <laughs> the SEO not going to like that. <laughs> SEO is a department in this company. <laughs> um... I was dreamt that I was on, you know, like a like a Willy Wonka boat or a Jurassic Park Jeep to the main event. Sure. Yeah, I Sounds got in like one of those and it was a boat. Right. And the boat took us through water. Not, I say us, you guys went there. It was me and like a school class. Okay. The main attraction was an island that was some sort of like living Cluthu being. In the stream. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The island was, it was like, imagine if a theme park or attraction island but it was literally a, a giant, um, like a, a Kraken or like a Clothu type monster that just had been presumably lying in the same place or using some type of camouflage that made it look like a, a grassy tree island. But like any time you got close to any one element of the island, you realized it was just tiny, horrific, like writhing creatures. Okay. It, 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 it was quite traumatic. And I was... Like you stand on the ground and I as a man do not know how to cope. <laughs> as a man I'm deeply affected by this. It's it's you stand in one place for long enough okay. and you just start to um just descend into like imagine like like smaller than your hand writhing creatures just on top of each other and then below that there's just like giant tentacle thing. This whole island like a classic um Welcome back to Cullum's Love Life with Logan Jersey. <laughs> um, I don't know, it fucked me up really. He hasn't jumped in. Are you with us, Cullum? Yep, I'm just <laughs> listening. Oh, good, okay. And so then, well, it didn't happen quite in this order, but I'm going to describe it this way because I started with the second part first. Then it segued into me trying to get home late at night, had to go through a shitty slummy neighbourhood, and that slummy neighbourhood was a bunch of people playing basketball. <laughs> and um one pushed another over and the one that got pushed over had really cheap like a, a robot body and i'm pretty sure he had omar epps's head <laughs> and then when he hit the ground he had um he was uh steve martin okay yeah and so steve martin wanted to protest the government because under cheap um health care poor people get like crappy prosthetic <laughs> robot bodies <laughs> Yeah, sure. Okay. And then it turned into a plot where um, Steve Martin's wife, who was played by Annette Benning, um, wanted to. She wanted to help him, but the reason she actually wanted to help him was to get a free, amazing prosthetic body for herself. And then it cuts to the future where they've been supported, and Omar Epps now has this amazing, like, house, fancy house with a man wardrobe, and inside his man wardrobe is replacement, like, high class body parts for himself. Because jokes on him, even if you have an awesome body, 
life still sucks and you still have to be paying heaps of money to replace your body parts all the time and then um and it cuts to the hospital that did all his replacements where sally field and um, what's her name lady from titanic it's your dream man lady from titanic um kate uh, winslet kate <coughs> winslet yeah billy zane <laughs> billy zane he might have been there i don't know why not uh, are all are all surgeons like day-to-day life replacing body parts for people and then um turn on tv because north korea was attacking and then it cut to the real world and then it cut to my old house i grew up in and we got bombed by somebody yep. so that's shit i've watched this week now back to nothing so I'm slightly toasted enough that I closed my eyes and I pictured all of that and it was beautiful <laughs> yeah it was the Omar apes falling over with the basketball and the robot body I've just got that on loop <laughs> in my head right now I just felt bad I, that I, I went through up, a bad neighbourhood I looked up robot body and dream interpretations and it said that you may be uh, not Jay. expressing your emotions fully <laughs> and being on automatic what about Omar apes what does that say I don't know. I was disgusted um, at how obvious the connection was there and how it had no... Oh, yeah. my Epps turning into Steve Martin. Is that a specific thing? <laughs> Sally Field is yeah, a Yeah, I surgeon. didn't want to type that in, but I got bored. Sally Field surgeon? <laughs> no. Because Field surgeon. <laughs> uh, yeah. What uh, about childhood homes, Colum, and dreams? That That's just a standard thing. You always end up in the house you know more about. Well, in my dreams, I, I'm always in um, combination buildings that are like half of them's made of one place I know and half of them's made of another place I know. Yeah, absolutely. The same happened to me, but um, where is the, the soul of the thing is always the house you spend the most time in, usually the one you grew up in. Even if it doesn't look like the house you grew up in, it usually is. Yeah, I'd, I'd say even when the house I'm in isn't the one I grew up in, it's often on the plot of the house I grew up in like yeah. if I go outside and go down the street I find out it's Taupo or something like that yeah you can tell Cullum talking from us talking because on the levels we're all lower levels because I've dropped out high tones yeah whereas Cullum comes through a bit more tinny because he's through Skype so he, he has he's more a, high tones less yes, low tones Lady High Tones Cullum that's your official name when you're ever on the podcast is <laughs> Lady, Lady High Tones Lady High Tones that sounds like a <laughs> of the winter north High <laughs> Tones I'd listen to a song by a band called Lady High Tones. Yeah. Some, some combination of Lady Hawk and the Deftones. <laughs> so it's a wow. monotone lady I, shouting I from the next really room. I was interested in that, even though it was just a play on words. Is this I was, it out? Really Colum, jump on YouTube and do, um, do Lady Hawk X Deftones and see what comes up. There might be a, already a mix. Somebody may have done okay. this. We can do the Let same thing with the power of more than one computer. I do it on mine, but there's no sound. Well, if I do it on mine, we can all hear it. Oh. Well, oh. I guess we just do and what you want to do all the time. Sync. I think this is our resounding no. Resounding yeah. no. I'm not finding any. No, we've got Rise Against X Deftones. Yeah. Right, they say Rise Against is the new Lady Hawk. <laughs> Those two are fairly similar compared to Lady Hawk and Deftones being together. Yeah, so it's like a Indian-ish, um, Indian-ish sort of flat-voiced girl, but singing from the next room. <laughs> I wanna watch you reach across my 
use Leander. Please change the subject. Logan's killing himself right now doing this. <laughs> Callum, you need to get way further away from the microphone to see death tones. Back up, son. Yeah. Use My Creep across my <laughs> All Deftone songs are recorded in the next room from the microphone. Um, welcome hey, back to hey, another episode hey, of Tone Deft Does Deftones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't even know whether he can or can't sing. It's all, um, it's all auto-tuned and filtered to shit. I mean, I like to believe he's, he's got that flange up to way yeah. up. No, he's in, he's in a couple other bands and he, he's got notes. Yeah, he can he's sing. He's got bad yeah. notes. He's got pipes. Oh, look at that, he's pipes. <laughs> yeah. Like to yeah. flow air through them. So we got to nutting it out and you started talking about a dream that you had. How would yeah. you like to turn that into a story? I, I don't know that we should turn that into a story. I just it was, a, it was a way to break ground and maybe somebody peripherally came up with something on the way there. Callum, you got any ideas percolating? <laughs> uh, based on that no. laugh I'm going to assume like, no ideas that's a funny word <laughs> um, yeah Callum any ideas any like oh that would make a good thing even if it's a dumb comedy skit which is what this, this it started off as fine dining with um, fine dining no, it, yeah. it, the the original was the oh um, God, the, <laughs> the the Logan wanted to make a um a swimsuit calendar like a fundraising calendar but with women's refuge victims for women's refuge. Yeah, well, yeah that the, was episode two, and I loved that. And yeah, the, the, the yeah. um, Down syndrome graphic design, uh, not graphic designer, interior, interior decorator. decorator, interior designer. He's yeah. um, only actually terrible at his job, not because he's Downs, but because he's straight. <laughs> 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 and shame on you yeah. for thinking otherwise. Um, yeah. Because it, it, every time you point the finger at somebody, you point back at yourself three times. Oh God, that's some Lynchian level kind of metaphors right there. You put a mirror there, <laughs> and you can put somebody acting in the mirror, and the person who does so the mirror is also acting. What? <laughs> like, and the cameraman is visible in shot. I feel like this is how Lynch actually describes his scenes. To he doesn't actually write things down. He just shows up on set and goes, "Okay, what if I just like like two actors, and then I'm like talking about two." I remember I watched a doco thing about him and it's like one of the first things he said was I consider myself a painter first and foremost I was like fuck you you. <laughs> <laughs> the second anyone says that and their their main source of like renown isn't what they think they are the thing that they are then they're just I'm a famous douche. for being an actor but I consider myself a musician first and foremost thanks Johnny Depp <laughs> uh, he's starting to look more and more like Mickey Rock he is. Yeah, he's disintegrating on the spot. He could be our celebrity corpse for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And he's taking poor Bethany down with him. Is he? Yeah, he's like in mo- they're movies Are they together. friends? Or they're just in heaps of movies together and they all bomb. They will what? Bomb. Well, all the movies that they're in together. They bomb, yeah. Ah. I've never noticed Paul Bettany to be in a Johnny Depp movie, have you? Yeah, at least two. I was talking to Callum. Oh, um, who's Callum Paul gets Bentley? all of his news from Facebook seven years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is Paul Bettany the guy that has vision? And yeah, the, correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's in The Tourist. And, and, <laughs> the and, Johnny Depp movie and, that no one ever watched. And Mordecai. 
which also no one wants, and also that transhuman movie. Um, Oh yeah, Johnny's yeah. America, Trans America, <laughs> Transcendence. Transcendence. Yeah. They're in that together. Paul Bettany is the main character. Johnny Depp's the bad robot guy. Bad yeah. robot. That's right. Yeah, they're in heaps of movies together for some reason. Bad robot. Mm. Um. All right. What's a horror movie idea? Ooh. <laughs> Instantly, I think rapies. That was fucking. <laughs> cool. That was awesome. Uh, I guess we could nut out rapies. <laughs> A sexually transmitted zombie disease creating zombies that sexually transmit through I mean, rape. The, the the fact that all the things we've been nutting out recently 28 days later with are, rapists. Yeah. The <laughs> fact that we're nutting out mostly just things that we came up with when we were like 1920 shows just how has been we are. <laughs> yeah, those are the golden years. We're just trying to relive that glory. Yeah. <laughs> that um, self-indulgent glory. No, we never sold these it. ideas to anyone. We know they were terrible back then and didn't try to Profoundly unsellable. The only new idea that we've come up with that we've actually talked about on the podcast was aside from my own writing shit. But um My own prison. Uh <laughs> <laughs> We we talked uh, about the um that must have been episode eight though, eh? What are we talking about? Uh yeah, we talked about pilots. Oh yeah, pilots, yeah, that was like episode eight. That was part of Max Banter or the episode pre- preceding. No, it's not. No? Nah, I'm pretty sure it's episode 8. There's some scintillating podcasting there arguing about um, which episode certain things took place on. Yeah, at least you're paying attention, though. Yeah. True. You've got me there. Yeah. I um, am engaged. Do you listen to many podcasts, Colin? No, yours is the first. Oh. Ah. Yeah. We, yeah. we haven't set the bar very high, but a lot of, <laughs> lot of podcasts... You're going to be really impressed yeah. once you listen to something other than that. <laughs> But that's the thing. A lot of it is just shit talking, and trailing off, and then shit talking. Yeah, it's it's off. the um it's the journey really? to working the thing out that people it's care about. It's not the it's um, the new talkback radio. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, you you guys want to be great then because there's such a scope. <laughs> the dynamics of where you're going to be versus where we are right now. Um, I feel like this is all a thinly veiled insult. <laughs> oh, it's not thinly veiled at all. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> as thinly veiled as the testicles in your eye socket. A bit of subtle yeah. rapies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think um I think rapies shouldn't be a full length movie though. I think it is a skit. It's movie. yeah, it's a, it's I think a, it's about um it's a trailer on the front of a grindhouse <laughs> film. Yeah, pretty much. This summer. Thirty seconds to a minute. I mean there was It'll also that work. other movie skit idea is like a massive action movie idea where all the people are blind <laughs> yeah. but they don't acknowledge they're blind. Oh, yeah. yeah. The blind is just something that happens, but it's not part yeah, of the plot. It's got nothing to do with the plot, no. and it's never addressed. No. Nah. Everybody looks. I've off just got the scene still of like a, a SWAT team moving through a building and smacking into <laughs> coffee tables, <and laughs> groaning, but they don't acknowledge it, or like running through a plan at a board meeting on a on a whiteboard, and they're talking <laughs> at each other and to each other about their amazing idea and using examples and diagrams, and you do a smash and like a hard cut to the actual whiteboard, and it's just gibberish. Yeah. Do you know what the best the, the best thing about it would be is that you can do that soap opera thing where people turn towards the camera with their back to the person as they tell <laughs> them the really way. important thing. And it, it's, it's, but it's, you're not it's thinking, not, why, why yeah, did they do that? It's, it's not a dramatic move. Life. It's literally they thought that's the way they should turn to yeah. continue the conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it works. You can put it in the plot. 
the, the, not only are these people blind, they actually have no direction. <laughs> and I've got the SWAT team yeah. image in my head again where the leader runs through a bunch of hand signals yeah. to the group in a big circle and then goes, <laughs> and okay, then break. And they all move in different directions. In different directions. <laughs> Five of them just smack into a wall. Oh, half no, of them stay still. He's, he's doing the hand signals and then like halfway through it one of them just says something and then goes away. Someone <laughs> leaves halfway through the conversation the rest of them yeah. actually just continue yeah. standing around. <laughs> this is podcasting, Colin. This Does is pretty the, much all it is. Yeah. It's, it's, about, okay. it's about having a... You have to have a format yep. but it's, it's the breaking the format will cause endless discussions between your fans and your other fans between those that enjoy the sides and those that really want you to capture the facts. Like some of them are like, no. oh God, I hate the live episodes they and do with the audience. Just, yeah, fucking rip so, them off. Whereas yeah. those are the best ones sometimes. I, what, what, which side do you think most of your fans will take? I have no idea. My personal pr- preference the one thing we the, have so far is on the fence with everything we do. <laughs> is it, is it, do you, <laughs> Yeah. It's always been you. <laughs> yeah, the, this <laughs> podcast has just made us exclusively for Callum to listen to. <laughs> that feels really good. Fuck up. <laughs> you Come don't get that. Podcast. You don't deserve that. Um, <laughs> and yet, and yet, <laughs> and yet, and yet here we are. Because nobody else gave you the chance. No, there is an implied listenership. We're just not sure what We it have is. actually queued up multiple people that want to be guests on this already. You were just the yeah. first one available. If, I don't everybody mean wants to be a guest on the podcast. Just no one wants to listen to. No, no, no these, these guys have listeners. been listeners. Yeah. Oh, true. We cool. we um we actually have a vague metric as to some level of at least single episode listenership. Based on the oh, website, okay. there's there's um yeah there's there's. Stats. Does your metric reflect um with the people listen for thirty seconds and then turn off, or nah. have you got? You haven't got that data. Uh, no, no, that's um, coming. Apparently, Squarespace has increased their analytics power. This is brought to you by Squarespace. Okay. Squarespace. No, I bring Facebook. this to us. I pay Squarespace. Facebook does that with their ads. Um, one of my bands has, puts an ad out for their gigs, and um, they get um, stuff back on who has watched the whole ad and who has Just watched a bit it. of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, pretty common with Google stuff as well. I'm surprised Google has and Facebook haven't picked up on you know home pages for people. Yeah. Why why Squarespace is filling this gap in the market? You think Google would have everything at their disposal to just really make it easy for people to make their own websites? But they've shut um, that shit down are, pretty well. There's a few um, people that do that, don't they? Things powered by Not Google. Not a clue. No, yeah. That that help you make your own websites. One of oh them yeah, there's heaps of small time things. But you'd think that Google yeah. would be one of the leaders in that. So, Cullum, in terms yeah. of subscriptions to our, um, in s- terms of subscriptions to our podcast, people have at least subscribed a hundred and forty times. So that's what is that? so that that's not referential of listenership or of downloads of continuing usage. We could get that. The problem is we actually have to offline our back catalogue and then redo it through a new feed thing in order to get proper analytics. Oh, okay. So we we basically have to um, kick our listener base out and start again, which realistically we should have just bit the bullet and done sooner. But <laughs> yeah, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. it's not going to get better. Well, my logic was if we got enough of a listenership, we could um, mention it on Twitter. 
So we we yeah. actually tell our existing user base, hey, when you refresh, you're going to need to um, re resub to it. Oh yeah, you could do that. Or or um, how much do you think you need the analytics anyway? You could just keep going as you are. Um, it's, I, it's a good metric to have if you we need do analytics start for advertising. Out. Yeah, if we start branching out with advertisers, oh, yeah, pay us. Yeah, basically. I mean, mm. the, the best thing about podcast adverts is they basically give you key talking points. So you, as the podcast, don't just insert in an ad. You 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 do like a 1930s style ad read. Oh. which yeah yeah the industry's gone full circle back to talkback radio yeah. and story and story based radio and everything all the kind of stuff that radio live radio new zealand has been doing yeah and all the these cool years thing, the, the, the world has actually picked up on and ran with really well and radio live is surprisingly uh new zealand like documentary radio has been i've seen recently one of the highest subscribed things In the on, world. on yeah. itunes for some reason yeah oh yeah but um, yeah, podcasts have massive listener bases it's the that new are really specific. It's like inversion of how popular things should work. Because you know, like the guys on old Howraki, you got Lee Hart, etc., and uh, yeah. Jeremy Wells. They yeah. Lee Hart and and the other dudes, they don't actually host segments on the radio station anymore. They do a podcast themselves, and the radio station oh. buys the rights to use it, and that's pretty Just much puts all they it get. On. Yeah, oh, really. okay. That's why it's its own version. Like they're, they're, they're in probably collaboration with Power Racky to actually broadcast it as a podcast, but it's a podcast in itself first. And well, yeah, because they also broadcast images of it, yeah. and so they um, there's, they do do it in the Haraki studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I always wondered, was that them going to Haraki and wanting to be a part of it, or was it Haraki realising that what they really needed was um, key hosts with a key listener base? Mm-hmm. Mm. is pretty shit anyway. The, it's the breakfast show that's really good. Matt and Jeremy. Uh, that's that's yeah. a good one. I'd, I mean, I listen to both. I'd, I'd say content-wise and um and integration with their listener base, the morning show is definitely better. But in terms of just sheer listenability and entertainment value, I'd always go to the Bouja podcast and listen to it in my own yeah. time. Oh, okay. But um. That's just because I reckon they have awesome um, improv banter. Yeah, I don't really like their improv banter. Eh? Were you a fan of Moon TV? Yeah, I was, which oh. is weird. Speaking of, um, I haven't watched Screaming Reels, have you? Nope, what is it? So I think it went straight to TVNZ on demand, but it's their newest show. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's the fishing it's, it's show. It's a fishing show, like yeah. Moon oh, TV, right, yeah, fishing. I saw that. Right. Um, and I'm pretty confident I've set up to make a cooking show soon. Speed cooking was the best. Well, uh, let's face it, it'd be fucking called speed cooking. Yeah. They own the rights to it. They might as well yeah. just keep making it. Um, but I, yeah, I actually think at some point we should try and do improv classes to make us better at this. Um, I, I don't know I where we'd find You those. shouldn't pay for it. Just Just YouTube improv tips and shit Improv. and then just no but and then just practice it like it's not it's not a big um issue yeah it's not a big it's not it's not a not a big discipline it's all about just um practicing it really it's just yeah. like but, how, how um, rappers learn to freestyle you just do it a lot and then that's how you get good at it i wouldn't waste your money on yeah but if, if we just do it with each other the entire time then that's all we'll ever learn 
Yeah, there must be some other way that you could um, work the same areas of your brain practicing that. I mean, if you guys did actual um, improvisations with each other to practice it, like actually had, like, uh, like had a thing and you had to create shoot an a story. idea and then you got to build and you can't give each other dead ends and you got to properly <coughs> hand it back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's we, doable, we, but to we, me, the, the class on. format was just yeah. easier to um, keep ourselves on track. Well, that's mm. true with any creative work that we find. If we're given deadlines and, and projects yeah. and, and boxes to work within, yeah. that we get stuff. Otherwise, we don't make shit. Yeah. Yeah, the, the other problem with improvisation is that you end up making um, either non-sequitous shit or stuff that's just flat out not that interesting. When, yeah. you, when you are working hard to actually think of something decent, then you've got a bit of dead space, but you're putting your brain into it and you're focusing on stuff that's actually interesting, like you do when you're having an actual conversation. It comes out better. Like and Max the, the improv is overrated. Yeah, well, to me, it was a way to ensure that um, our asides are less, less empty, less shitty. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think you, if could, you guys, we're we're so guys... specific. You could even argue that we're good where we are. It depends yeah, how, well, you fu- um, how interesting you find you this conversation. Wait till you get to episode 20 and then look back on episode 5 and you'll probably see a massive difference. You're probably getting better and better with each thing as well. And if if it's as you say and the listeners um, who want to listen to podcasts like to listen to see the evolution, then um, you don't want too many big jumps from a stupid class that you took. All right, thanks for your call, Colin. (laughs) You're in the draw to win two tickets to Deftones. See, uh, what we did there, Cullum, was um, bait you by seeming depressed with our own work. And, and then we, look what happened. And you now complimented at, us and you love our show now. Yeah, we're now at 30 minutes without any real conversation based on any <laughs> sort of format. Yeah, all right. Oh, he hates us. He's gone again. It's cool. And that's been dead air for this week. Mm. Thanks again for your contributions, Cullum. Um, moving on. Should we actually nut something out? Oh, we haven't got past the first segment nutting it out. No, um, that's not technically the first segment. That's just what we're leaving with this week. Yeah. Are you actually still there, Colin? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, see, I told you, it's just it's, yeah, it's just yeah. riffing us. Rufy. Riffing. Rufy. 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 Um. Yeah. Do it. Someone's gonna have something to fucking nut out. Yeah, I didn't bring any of my material. Well, well, let's try some sort of idea-balancing game. So I see the horror movie. Okay. Okay. All right, we now... We don't strike to rate these because that's all we can do. But yeah, okay, no, fuck uh, that. Well, it's yeah, not even a real horror no, movie. Horror movie. Um, not a scarecrow. So what's a Featuring a, a scarecrow. Scarecrow. Jeepers Creepers. No, that exists. Um, um, so first things first, is it sexy teenagers or is it fear of parenting? Fear of parenting. Yeah, because all the best horror movies are fear of parenting. Why don't we, why don't we make everybody old people in it? No. When, uh, a it horror Bubba movie Hotel. featuring geriatrics. That was that exists. Um, Bubba Hotel. Um, so, all right. The, here's something I wrote at one point. Oh, hang on. Bubba Hotel crossed with Nebraska, so it's legitimately so the, terrifying. This is just an old woman in a big old house. Her husband's just died. And... um. I I don't know where I got with a premise for it. It's part of that weird anthology thing I did with the people in the support group that are all telling their fucked up stories that are seemingly unrelated. Right. Um, at night, just what look like children in... It's like Dead of Winter, 
and she'll look around if she looks out her window she'll just see like maybe 12 16 20 um like kids in snow jackets just staring up at her no clear faces no clear reasoning for it they're just moving around her yard looking at her and the 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 escalation involved in getting into a house but i can't actually remember any of my key premise for it but it sounds a lot like that one where they go out for christmas in that snow place and there's a there's a forest nearby and there's all those children and the um and they they end up coming in and like one cuts that woman's leg and pushes her down a slide and stuff do you guys remember that movie no what's that yeah is it spy I can't remember what it's can't remember what it's called but it's one of those like children become creepy and attack everybody it's like children live in the woods and they end up whatever is affecting them affects her own kids and they become evil as well Okay. Oh, who's in yes, it? Yes, yes. Who's in it? Yeah, I, I do oh, know that. No, no name people, yeah. It just progressively makes the kids all more killery, eh? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and the ones from the outside. The movie ends where, like, there's a cop out in the um in the forest and they um, pull him out of his car and kill him or something like that. It yeah. ends in the forest, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 like a, it's like a dinner party with parents, eh? And shit just gets Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's quite a slow burn, like it starts up a small thing and goes up. But yeah, that's quite what that reminded me of. Quite a recent was, film. Um, yeah, it's it's what like. What uh, about a, um, an, an old lady and her husband's died, um, and then during a power cut or something, so she's got to wait till the morning before she can get in touch with anybody. So she's stuck in her big old house and she's too old to go out and do anything. And it's yep. the entire movie takes place over the course of the one night. That's cool. And um. Maybe and then just because I said scarecrow, but if she's got a scarecrow outside and um, she keeps looking at it and there's nothing supernatural about it or anything, but just she keeps freaking herself out because she's all alone with a dead body and there's a scarecrow outside. Mm. So I, I like the idea of um, fear of something and like the red herring that she really focuses on too much. I think yeah. scarecrow is a bit which on the nose. In and of itself, has no there's no threat. No, it, yeah. but there is a threat from something else. Oh, from something else. Would, it, would you would you sooner it just be her paranoia? Yeah, I I would have it as just a night of um, paranoia, and uh, well, because obviously you're going to get the feeling that there is actually something there. Really playing into the idea of is it paranoia? Is it supernatural? Is it dementia? Yeah, and then is you're it... and you're thinking that throughout the whole thing, and I think uh, um, your aim is the maker of the movie is to convince the audience that there is some supernatural force out there make them sure that they're about to see some ghoulish thing in the end kill her but there never is having her and being old and geriatric is a really good plot device for not just like going oh I'm yeah, a power she can't run cut. away she and can't. this happened yeah, and then yeah. this happened like her trying to physically use a cell phone would be impossible if she's old <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's you a fucking scene, eh? But you wouldn't play that up. You'd be her being genuinely frustrated, like old people really get with technology, but in a really panicky, depressing yeah, kind of sad it's way. It's like the um, yeah, you get those like there's horror movies like Hush, hmm. and um, something about a woman in a wheelchair. The so there's the yeah we've we've just established a new form of horror movie. So there's the um, puberty horror, there's family horror, and now there's um old people slash like disabled horror senior <laughs> I, horror i feel like yeah senior i feel like this is definitely a genre that we can break ground in oh that's the thing and you could cast somebody who was known for family horrors back in the 70s now as a geriatric no i want judy dench for this 
And because I want to roll. Well, I just picked the shit. You want Philomena? I want to roll Judy Dench backwards down a staircase. (laughs) (laughs) And now it all comes to light. The entire reason for all of this, the podcast. Oh, Judy Dench would do it. She's a professional. But um, satisfy some weird fetish you've got for rolling Judy Dench down (laughs) some stairs. Judy falls down the stairs. Judy falls when up when the he stairs. says he Judy wants to roll down. Judy Dench down the stairs, it just sounds say like it with a cockney. Uh, say it like Ray Winston. He wants to roll her down the stairs. That's not how uh, yeah, it just sounds like it's a vaguely stairs. covered um, sexual uh, premise. Yep. Yeah, he really means dirty stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think that, that <laughs> don't hit the mic, man. These fans they can only destroy. These hands are sm- well. These hands was it? They're not yours. They are my own, but they're not yours. They are my own, and I am never broken. Jewel, remember her? No, it's not <laughs> like a Lou Reed song. That's, that's this hand is my hand. <laughs> this hand is your hand. hand. Oh wait, it's my hand. hand. No oh, wait, it's your hand. hand. I never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't, Darren, my Darren, Darren, Darren. <laughs> Old lady in a house. The oh, house I, it I needs to have something legitimate. Oh, my God. Can we just have a scene, potentially, where she hears the sound of her dead husband singing that song to her from down the stairs, <laughs> but she thought he was dead? What if her husband's not dead? Well, then we have no movie. He faked his own death. <laughs> Fake my death too high for me. No, but I've just got that. I'm you know, just hearing that an old man's voice whistling or singing that that tune from down the hallway. It sounds like an old corny song that old people would sing to each other, right? You are my sunshine. You could have. But, the, you but then have that becomes the, actually supernatural, doesn't it? Well, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. You don't know if it's dementia. You don't know if it's just a bad dream. What if you just oh, in yeah, the trailer, man? Yeah. It's just in the trailer. What if you start with like the um. Uh, you start with a shot of them in their wedding or something, and and the the song that she's haunted by is their up? wedding song. It comes a little bit like The Conjuring or like um, Insidious. Then through the window, like a, or um or thirteen oh eight. We've only just begun. Like classic Stephen King right there, putting a song like that. In a I, I reckon it would um, betray the feeling of the isolation if you put music. The random things playing and that yeah, I think if, if nobody you, talks the whole time and she's just walking painful around painful silences with loud and stereo music it's really jarring not not loud stereo music just um loud um loud uh, in in story sounds like doors slamming and shit like that yeah but noise um i can't remember the name of the horror movie but i'm cited as a reason why you can't um you can't have a movie that just turns out to be nothing Oh, okay. It it doesn't work. It doesn't pay anything off for the audience. It's it's um cheat. It's cheating basically. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I can I can see how that would feel if you, um, if unsatisfying you, to watch. Yeah, because you you got to like tension spiral and then drop off, but you always drop off to a still higher level of tension than you started with. But you still need to achieve just orgasm. Arcs over and down. Yeah, you don't get anything out of it. You have to have something to. Even if it's not supernatural. Yeah, I suppose that's where this would have to 
I mean, yeah, that you, it's, it's you, not supernatural. You get to a crossroads and where we'd have uh, to decide: is it still supernatural, or is it something that just isn't? I've, I I re- I really feel like if it's all in your head, then um, like maybe if maybe if the payoff at the end is that she ends up driving herself nuts anyway, and by the time anyone finds her, they're both dead in there or something. What if she? You you only just realize at the end that she's finally free of a horrific abusive husband. Oh, yeah. Because I was I was just thinking, yeah. do we go down the same Raimi approach where she so, gets out of the house, she's fine, and then she's dealing with something she's in the hospital? No, she's dealing with it like things in a hospital two weeks later, and then boom, her um, physician's face turns into her husband's, and then it goes, and then it ends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if what if That's she's being one. haunted by like her husband in his kind of late thirties, mid forties? So she starts seeing her younger. She starts she she sees like a, a man around the house just so like he's full on sort of fifties garb. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the the I mean, you you could end that with that just being her um, so traumatized and has dementia that she believes he's still there. But it ends like Beetlejuice, where they live happily ever after as a ghost couple. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, um, maybe it could end with her falling down the stairs and dying, and then the the next scene is just um, replay the wedding scene from the start, and you can see in her eyes that she knows what's going on, and it's not right. <laughs> oh, that the footage, like the old footage of her wedding scene, it's actually her stuck in that wedding, like her, yeah, like her like she has life. to relive the horrific. Which hints at dementia without confirming it's dementia, but also says it could be supernatural that she's been put back in time. And at the end of the day, Logan and Jesse could not come up with an idea without reverting back to either disabled people or violence against women. I think the problem with the whole premise is that she, um, the most likely thing she would do is stay in bed for the whole night, which doesn't make a great movie. She would just wait, wait the morning out. Yeah, but you you got to put reasons in why she has to get out of bed. Like you, you can have a lot of it just be her in bed trying desperately to block it out. True, that's that would be interesting in terms of a um, but behavioral. Yeah, you know, like maybe the um, you you you. You don't necessarily have to explain it to the audiences that, but you have key things that turn on that, like the husband, that are referential of his, like maybe the fireplace turns on and there's just a pipe sitting and, a, or and an a, ashtray. An old, um, like, <clears throat> at, in the basement, they've got a, a an actual furnace that they need to keep Yeah, on. to keep the house going. And it turns off in the middle of the night. So it's something not, normally the husband would go downstairs to do. Maybe that's how he died initially. He fell down those stairs. Maybe she killed him. Maybe, Maybe he was a yeah horrific um, husband that beat her and that's and she she's trying to she's you could spend a, a bulk like a larger portion of like the second act with her trying to stay in bed in that room. I think that adds not, I think that adds too much to it. I think that adds too much too I much don't backstory. Think you'd know. Too much too much weight. I think you could get away with telling the story without perfectly explaining that that's definitely what happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, maybe it's irrelevant. Mm. Mm. Could just be yeah, I think it unnecessary. Unless we irrelevant. get to a point where we're building the story and we're like, it needs something else, that's when we could add it. But it could just survive without actually having that explained. Mm. Um, I, was, I, was, I mean, you could put clues 
that imply that all of these things are true but not have any of them in the actual crux of the movie yeah and then that way people are inferring all sorts of crazy yeah, shit about the history of the characters like, is it dementia is it domestic yeah. abuse is it this is it psychosis you, is it actual horror yeah. is it use the is she is dead it, is she, she alive is she is just unwinding dead? because her husband who was like her safe place is gone now those are the yeah. kind of stories that I, I th- like watching is when yeah, there's multiple different avenues you could take but you don't confirm it by the end of it you still give it a conclusion yeah and let things wrap up but Which, it could be well you, well, you conclude the story about her being the... stuck in the house but you don't have to give any details about the relationship or anything yeah. no, you, no. I, don't, I don't think you need to you don't have to do that to give any payoff well you, you do have to justify and contain the existence of whatever force is acting against her which is her own dementia in the end yeah, but but in terms of until you know it's her dementia, it's not her dementia. So you still yeah, have that's to right. explain yeah. it like a malevolent force, like uh, yeah, you know, you can you think about movies where there was Which no if you take container it out of, around the if creature. You re- if you remove yourself from the situation, her personal um, viewpoint, it is basically her acting against herself. It's her yeah. body. You, it's her you, body fighting against her own body. But but the I think the reason why you couldn't have um, whistling and stuff is because as the audience is going to be um, moving along with this main character, they're going to be um, in her shoes, basically, is how it works um, with her as the protagonist. So you don't want to be thinking, oh, yeah, I'm crazy. This is this is obvious because this doesn't happen in the real world. So it's always got to be interpretable. Like, am I just yeah. over? So you've just got to show too many shots of the scarecrow out the window where you start to think, well, there's got to be something happening with the scarecrow because they keep showing me shots of the scarecrow. But you you also have to show those things in context and prove their context as part of the the danger in some sort of setting. Could be something as simple as you're showing the scarecrow so much because he happens to be wearing like a tattered, the tattered dress shirt that they that he got married in. And you don't clearly explain that, but you if people make that connection, they yeah, make that connection. You, you have to have those subtle connections to some sort of intro or side footage or flashback, which I would never use, so it'd probably have to be something like, yeah, their wedding video. Or dreams or something. Yeah, just memories in general. Um, but. And you have to loosely associate them. So you could associate them with things like colours and sounds. With, which yeah, is maybe what dementia patient, yeah. But, Very um, visceral, simple things. Um, I thought... I yeah. think it's too heavy-handed to just go smack in a video of our wedding. Like it's like here's our past, here's some context. There you yeah. go, viewer. But if you if you don't do something like that, not that specifically, but if you go scary scarecrow keeps scaring you, scary scarecrow keeps scaring you. There's no, but that, no... that's just one of the things. Like there's so many things in that situation that start to freak you out, and it all compiles on you. Like like the yes, way that if, you if get her out of your bedroom could be she can see the scarecrow out the window, but then the stairs. Maybe she can't even get down the fucking stairs because it's pitch dark and she's too afraid to break her hip, so she's stuck on the top floor now. Yeah, but if if there's a scarecrow, then that means they're farmers. If they're farmers, then she should have no fear of any of that crap. If you justify that. Um, she's not afraid yeah, of that if she, you justify that she's afraid of she is afraid of it because her husband was the reason she was um never afraid of it previously you have to show that to be the case mm. you do, well yeah because she would be a farmer and she wouldn't be afraid of it so in that case um it would have to be further down the line that it's that you know at first it'd just be like a, oh it's dark and um, my husband's dead and i'm creeped out and it's a fucking scarecrow so i'm just going to sort of yeah. turn the chair around maybe and then um, you know her actual reaction to it won't be so heavy until she starts really wigging herself out and start seeing it out of the corner of her eye through the window or something as she moves through the house she keeps looking at it and it just keeps drawing her attention for some stupid reason because well, that's the way the mind well, unravels 
Yeah, well, as she just starts getting more stressed out, it yeah. um, just gets um, her sensibilities just keep going further and further out the window. It doesn't have to be a moving object. It doesn't have to be something that we focus on hauntingly. It can literally just be a motif that we keep pulling back to from a yeah. perspective of the house. Yeah, but, has it but in yeah the shot. exactly. You're yeah, still yeah. coming back to that as like it um, as a detached thing. If you if you because all you're suggesting but at this gonna, point, visually in the film, detached. all you're suggesting... To the viewers, it'll seem like it's a sinister. Yeah, but the viewers are literally just taking on the fact that scarecrows are scary. Yeah, so, okay. And, and that, so she starts out case, not you, scary, you don't use the a scarecrow, use something even gets. more insipid. Use, use a fucking something that she dropped under the table and she can't reach or something. Like, it's good. Yeah, something really insipid. Yeah, well, that that's fine. But it... it um. If, to me, if you don't justify that in and of the plot or context of the film, then all you're doing is relying on things that life and horror movies have already made scary. You're not controlling the format. You're not controlling the um, scenery, the imagery, the writing. You're just allowing what already exists to... I, to me, it's just that's, making a mediocre horror film. That's That's totally Hitchcockian. Just, uh, using the crux of the human experience to convey the horror in itself without um, relying on um, heebie-jeebie-greebie-beebies. Yeah, but it, it doesn't create character. It doesn't what character? All, uh, all you're creating with that character-wise is this woman lives in the world, this thing scares her because this thing scares everyone. No, but that's why you take something insipid that doesn't scare everyone. And you, you teach her to fear it. Yeah. And so why does she fear it? Because she, she's... Because it's a scary yeah, I suppose thing because she's alone in the dark, which is... Yeah. It's, it's, mm. it's not depth of writing, it's just the same thing we all do every night when we look at that same thing out the window and that shadow starts to get creepier because we thought hey that shadow was creepy going back to the the stairs that could be something that you could teach the audience to start being afraid of if you're putting yourself in her shoes somebody who's crippled yeah. or old you start viewing the stairs in a hitchcockian way where it descends and seems much more daunting obviously yep. the further into the movie mm. you get because she's more and more panicked she's more and more frail she's more tired and it becomes mm, something yeah. to fear those that the actual looming staircase because she's got no way of getting down it. Yeah. Or finds every trip up and down harder and harder. Mm. You yeah. yeah. So that you still then need plot fear elements to propel her up and down these things. So and it, it sounds like I know I feel like you like this aspect of horror when you turn the house into the actual yeah, definitely. scary thing. The the house is the um antagonist. Yeah. yeah the the much. antagonist is age. Well, yeah, that's true. But um, it's and piece, that's the but kind of thing that people would probably debate about it. Yeah, but it's yeah, visually the expressed with the house. Or is it age or is it... The house I mean, is the visual representation of what she can't overcome. Yeah. And, yeah. and to me, you you show age by turning her past on her and making her past something that she feels detached and afraid from. That was, in my mind, why you turn the husband against her. Her, her memories themselves of her married life that she's now lost her connection to it as her husband's died has turned on her that is literally her good memories from her past leaving her mm. what what if you also in every memory the husband's played by a different actor so uh, you really get that dementia feeling across that you don't know your husband 
that it could be just feeling like memories with different people and you don't really know until the end that it was the husband yeah so well, you, well, the whole that's time. cool all, if you got like 10 actors that all look enough alike that at a passing glance people would notice the difference that they, that yeah, could, that, yeah. That, yeah that, that's ideally what you'd want is the audience to be almost, almost like, like stunt doubles of each other yeah, yeah. like the audience yeah. won't remember it quite well and enough and keep it subtle enough that things like if he's wearing a um, vertical striped shirt with um, like thick black lines and thin white lines that you reverse that and like three scenes later with a di- like the fourth actor is wearing a you know shirt with the thin Mm. white lines I, in the I, would, just the I would have thought you, like you that, keep the clothes the same and just change the actors it, it depends how well it pulls itself off yeah. I guess but um, you could because that could really highlight how different the actors are because everything else is the same except their faces just a little bit so it might draw yeah. too much attention to the fact they are different actors mm. no, but I think I think you want you want that more and the, more obviously you want people to notice that they're different actors not right away because you you, you, you want, want them, them to, to notice feel, yeah maybe not right away but you after. want them to feel that uneasy thing like oh this isn't my husband mm. i i think if you really pull off that unease people won't realize they're noticing it yeah that would be probably the the best outcome yeah yeah it's kind of a show don't tell that film school 101 bullshit mm. films film there are three things you can learn from this film it's a good episode. I like this movie. Yeah. I want to watch it. What do we call it? Dead Air. Dead Air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dead Air is an existing movie about zombies on an airplane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think it's a Left for Dead campaign. Can we call it The Forgotten? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think you'd probably call it um, something to do with their... Father's some object life. from their past <laughs> together or something like that something that doesn't um directly just describe the situation that the movie takes place in mm. but uh yeah except with horror movies like if how, you describe an like object then that object basically is, has to be the entire core yeah but that's because that's a trope that's why you wouldn't yeah, do that that's true it's like how the shining you know um, the Shining is that is that power, and it's that, but that's not really someone explained it to you. Yeah, it's not not the first thing they describe really. Yeah, I mean, what, like the, the hours that Nicole yeah. Kidman horror film doesn't actually explain what the hell the hours has to do with what the fuck's happening. Nah, you could. yeah, yeah. As long as there is a link somewhere <clears throat> to something, yeah. The the name of the house, if it's like some old house that had its yeah something like that yeah the style of the house even could just be like (laughs) gothic actually you could um american gothic what if if it's her what if it's her last night in the house before her family puts her in a home that implies a sense of closure that we're not aware that we were expecting like that it's definitely going to come and she has a reason to be put in a home she's she's gone batty Mm. um and then you call the name of the movie the uh, the 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 listing for the travel agents. So like you know, f- six bedroom colonial. Ah, oh, yeah, that's a clever way to name it. Yeah, six bedroom colonial. <laughs> yeah. Six B D R M O, like B D R M. Yeah, colonial. Yeah. 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 And do you keep it like simple? Like you call it that clearly people will be looking at it going yeah that's a listing okay it deals with real estate the house must be sold but there's no mention of that apart from maybe a real estate sign out the front 
but you don't actually explain mm, she's got dementia. Yeah, and that's it, why it she's moving. You never explain why she's focus. It doesn't have to be. You don't have you a can, young family um, member at the start of the film going, "We need to get you out of here by this date and exposition the fuck out of it." I think it should just happen yeah, that nah, he dies. No yeah. If anything, they were planning on selling it and retiring somewhere else. And but yeah. what we at, don't at know no, is that at, he's at no been point dead. are they going to say truly it was six BDRSM. Yeah. 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 yeah like <laughs> at no point does it actually specify the reason they're selling the house is because of her dementia the husband was going to put her away and move to a smaller home himself or something yeah. there's no real exposition to explain that but it's, but maybe yeah. you leave a um you know like there's a old folks home brochure on the table in the corner in one of the shots there's a yeah. um there's an implied overdue like power bill because she's a pensioner and she can't afford to keep that house anymore i think you could bring it down even further and just have some of her pillboxes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday pillboxes have certain colour pills in them and it's more or less like common dementia or yeah. Alzheimer's medication that we don't actually focus on too much. It just happens to be something that she's routinely taking but you don't see what she's taking. Or she takes mm. it once and then forgets to take it because her husband dies. Maybe she's taking it when she hears him stumble down the stairs and dies. So you don't actually focus on the pills she's taking and she never takes them again so you don't think she needs to keep taking them. It's just something she happened to be popping at the time. So you might think it's aspirin. Yeah. And so you, I think, um, you, you I think that's if you're like really analysing it. I'd say probably a scene where she takes a pill, you wouldn't ever, you'd forget all about it. Yeah. Just watching it. So who's seen The Strangers? Yeah. I think we all have. Yeah. We? Uh, we probably all watched mm. it together at some point. I want it to have that level yeah. of context. Mm. Like The yeah, Strangers had a vibe. couple came home from a wedding and are fighting with each other, and you don't know whether it was their wedding, you don't know whether it was their friend's wedding, you don't know why they're fighting, you just know that they are. Mm. and it doesn't matter because all that's important is that they're having a fight yeah that's in so terms that, of the scene that's all that's important yeah like they um the movie would start with her and her daughter and her daughter's husband coming home from the funeral mm. just, um, just having something yeah, so they'll, they'll, they'll be in black. actually finishing something because then it, it removes any aspect of foul play if yep. it's something that you're throwing exposition towards like oh this woman is just has dementia they're definitely selling the house they need to be out by this date it implies that if there's things that start happening ap actively against her the I audience will start to think oh maybe somebody's plotting to try to get her out of the house yeah i still like the idea that the husband um dies just next to her in bed that night though i like that i think that oh, also could well, so he's just there the entire time i think that could also yeah. suggest that he's just sitting there like that could also like how um, norman bates mum does just sit in that chair and rot yeah that could suggest that there's foul play involved as well, that she's lost time and that she's just woken up. And so there's that period, obviously, where she was asleep, where she might start suspecting somebody did it because if she starts hearing things in the house and starts freaking out, then the audience might suggest, might start thinking, oh, yeah, he's not actually dead or he was murdered or she did it or... Yeah. But I did have I did have the idea that when, you know, in the second act that she does spend a, majority, a lot of the time trying to stay in bed and just mm -hmm. see the night through that yeah. she starts to actually drift off or she does actually drift off and the next scene that you have is her waking up at the foot of the stairs at the bottom not being able to get back up and not knowing how she got down there doesn't okay. it doesn't imply um like it implies it could be dementia it could be somebody picked her up and put her down there but it, but it, yeah but it doesn't heavily imply supernatural yeah no, yeah but it could be that she never actually went to bed that she got to the bottom of the stairs and fell asleep or she herself fell down the stairs you don't know she just wakes up at the bottom of the stairs and that could be the move into the third act or the the yeah. real spiral is like what the fuck just happened it kind of tips everything that you've set up at that point on its head because at the at, for the for the majority of the first half of the film she's been stuck upstairs 
Mm. Yeah. All she can do is see her husband's body and she wakes up next to it downstairs and doesn't know how she got there. And then it, then things start to kind of spiral. I think the key to this is <coughs> write a depressing slice of life film and then twist it into a horror movie. Yeah. Actually start with yeah. a complete just depressing the, the slice of life. slice of life and then you shoot it like a horror film. Yeah, right? just just write fucking old person, um, old person, what's that stupid Zach Braff movie? Garden, oh, Garden State. State. Yeah, write, write old lady Garden State. Yeah, and then just twist then, it into a horror movie, and then shoot it with not a lot of lighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like think yeah. of think of shots where you're only slightly showing it, but you can see that there's her husband still in bed with her. Yeah, yeah. Like and, I mean, I would that's have creepy it as, as fuck. The idea of being in bed with a corpse, like, and you just yeah, I find it really but, but even, unnerving. Even not a corpse, just every so often when she rolls over in bed, you'll see that her husband's there, but he's not. Like it's so it's, it's uh, if you turn it to the it depressing just make slice it tick of tock. life, she's in bed alone. That's been established. She rolls over at some point throughout the night and brushes up against his cold hand, and that's the tactile feeling that we show in her feeling. And like that's she pulls away and there's nothing there. Yeah, because I'm even imagining like you'll maybe shoot. You know when you're actually sitting in bed and you feel something that you're like you, you just start thinking about memory like putting yourself in a different position or place or you know you start thinking about something and you feel it briefly yeah yeah well like, like Im- Im- imagine yourself in bed with a partner you're not with anymore are there any key things you can remember from like night time that you don't that that you don't experience anymore or you i mean like there's a phantom limb kind of aspect to it that you're feeling no, something I, that's no I'd longer even there just do a weird stuff like you'll be pulling in on a shot of her at, from the end of the bed and at the very start of the shot, there's like half of a third of a bit of a foot poking up mm. on the outside of the scene. And you just don't give it context. Don't make it obvious enough that people will, it'll stick out like a sore thumb. Just casually slide like the idea that she's... Because, again, interpret it from the depressing slice of life movie thing. It's literally just her having trouble with re- reconciling the fact that this man's not with her anymore. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's the, the best way to write it because then you really can go with Cullen's original idea which is nothing supernatural is going on. She's just putting all this in the world because she can't imagine being alone. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like... She just puts... Maybe she opens the window where he would lean and smoke or leaves the fireplace on in the room where he would hang out in the evenings. Sets two places and then maybe... Or, or she, she makes dinner for herself, sits down and there's a second place. Mm. I mean, you can play that off as sinister, but if you just change the music, then it's just depressing because she's done it out of habit. I think we've been recording for two hours. Um, Overall, this episode's been one hour. Yeah. Um, oh, of course. And of there's course. about an hour worth of playtime on either side of each episode that we've been setting things up. But I can imagine oh, just yeah. as she's like, you go back to the fridge every now and again and you show the insides of the fridge as there's more and more food piling up in there because she can't help but no, make two it. servings. Yeah. Yeah, you could have like filed leftovers. Yeah. Even to the point where they're going bad. Yeah. And it seems creepy and adds tone, but it's just that she's... Suggests so maybe one of them hadn't been eating right up in like the weeks leading up to his death, or how long has she been? Yeah, it adds all sorts of 
things in there. All those will be the sort of subtle hints you don't explain, but or, yeah. or linger on. But when you go back and like, that's a hint that was right there in front of you guys the whole time. Yeah, you died weeks ago, or like days ago, and she just carried on as usual, thinking she yeah, only had one meal to get through. Yeah, she still she still makes two meals because she doesn't know how to make a smaller portion size. Yeah. Mm. All right. Six bedroom colonial. Done and done. Let's make this. <laughs> Officially nutted. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so there's yeah. the. Originally, um, there was supposed to be a sting for that, which was just like a. <laughs> <laughs> is that is our, so our production like, title? Nutting it, it out. That's our production is title that, for the start of the film, is nutting it out. This comes up with those lines. Is the title for this one then going to be Six Bedroom Colonial? <laughs> We've we've never traditionally episode. named them no, based um, on uh, old lady garden state. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we've done dead air. Uh, let's do a celebrity corpse of the week. So, celebrity walking corpse for this week. It's Johnny Depp. <laughs> what does he look like now? Uh, the corpse of Johnny Depp. He looks like Mickey Rourke if Mickey Rourke had been punching Amber Heard. <laughs> Like he looks like he gives himself haircuts now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how can you be that rich and have bad teeth? Drugs are a hell of a drug, man. <sighs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Rich as fuck. I was just about to get in someone's house and then, uh, I don't you know. Just Busted up. Yeah, I remember getting in his house in Boston. His French mm. He would hang out with Jim Jamoosh. Um, are we doing a? Where are they now? And are they hot? Um, I search Rick James. So probably <laughs> not. Is Rick James dead? No, he's still alive. Oh, Rick James. Oh, I know oh, he's dead. Not a child actor, is he? No, he was a musician of some description. He, yeah, he's dead. Ah. Cocaine to help you. Is he? Mm-hmm. Have you ever, Cullum, seen the Rick James, um, uh, uh, was it? Eddie Murphy, uh, thingy. Oh, uh, Rick James, bitch. Yeah. yeah. Dave Chappelle's kit. Yeah. Yeah. Cocaine to help you. Yes. Yes. So, where are they now and are they hot? They're still making movies and no, they're not. <laughs> Thanks, John Depp. John Depp. No, he's the celebrity corpse. Oh, it was right. the corpse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've, we've, we've put the cart before the horse on that one. Usually, where they're now, now they're hot. It's supposed to come sooner. Mm. Um, Cullum, what's a show you watched as a kid? Ooh. Um, like a sitcom or something like that. Yeah, I did watch Full House, but have you guys already done the Olsen twins? Oh, I think so. Yeah, in terms of, yeah. Yeah, where are they now? I think we did in like episode two, right? Yeah. And, uh, and they're still quite um, out there, so everyone knows they're not hot anymore. Yeah, the, the younger like sister skeletal. is the um, And even then, she kind of does look like um, monkey skeleton face. She's, I don't find her attractive. Um, uh, what's her name, Olsen? Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth. I do, but I... I do, and then you focus on, linger on her face too much, and you're like, oh, you kind of look like Michael Jackson. Yeah, but that's... 
That's when she slims down for more commercial roles and ends up looking like her older sisters. Mm. What about what about what about one of the kids from the Cosby Show? Ah. Theo. Yeah, Theo. Was Theo still hot? <laughs> I'm gonna assume his name is Theo Cosby. Toxtable. <laughs> ah, that's right. And he just looks like um, Tyler Perry. Oh, that's, where did I see him on? Um, uh, he was on Mr. Robot. No. Not oh, Mr. Craig, Robot. That's, Suits. That's, that's Craig Robinson, man. He was on Suits. Suits. Um, uh, Rudy Huxtable. That's the daughter. He was on the Suits as like his, um, not parole officer, like his corrections dude. Let's search up Rudy Huxtable. Is this the same person? No. This is the youngest daughter. Was called Rudy? Yeah. Rudy Trudy. No. Uh, she, she's been mugshot. She looks like um, um, that crazy eyes from uh, Orange is the New Black. She looks like um, black version of the woman from uh, Monster. <laughs> What's her name? Irene something? Eileen. Eileen Warner. Well, at least you know she can Warnick. brush up nicely to look like Charlize Theron. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. she she actually nice, does brush nice up well. Some tooth work. Um, yeah. Lose a bit of weight. What about? Um, I'd give it a poke. What about the kids from My Wife and Kids? Uh, our our version of the of the Cosby Show. Our generation. <laughs> show. Oh yeah, true. Well. All right, we'll, we'll we'll do the two youngest ones because that's the creepiest and most um, fair because yeah, it's both a male look and up a female. What, look up what the Franklin kid looks like. Yeah, that dude is a fucking just monster. He's a tank now. Oh, okay. As as all small people seem to want to be eventually. Yeah. Um, the eldest daughter puts on a blonde hair and now just kind of looks like a white girl with a strange tan. Oh. Like a sickly Jessica, like Jessica Alba kind of thing going on. Yeah, right. <laughs> From Clueless. What? As if on Clueless. Right. Ah, ah okay. Kind of kind of like how um, they always blow out Beyonce's face to the point where she's basically a white person. <laughs> uh, they in, in photos, they seem too over-brightened. You're just going to leave me hanging on that one? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Anything purely racist, we're just going to leave hanging. Not purely racist. It is if we leave it hanging. <laughs> Um, the youngest daughter, yeah, she's up pretty hot. Yeah, we're not sexualizing her. The internet has, so we're just looking at the only pictures available of her as a grown-up, and she's mostly nude. Well, it looks <laughs> like she pretty well in in bikinis, not nude, nude. It looks like not like Lawrence Fishburne's daughter. Really, porn star. Looks like is that her name? Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne daughter, porn star. That's her. That's her stage porn. name. <laughs> porn star Fishburne. Credited as Larry Fishburne. But <laughs> <laughs> what's her name? More importantly, you should be looking at videos. Yeah, Montana Fishburne. You got a porn star Fishburne. Oh, that's even worse that she used her father's actual last name to capitalize on it. Yep. Montana. Want to call to Montana. Man, now we're just dying straight to porn. Oh, yeah. She's pretty hot. 
That how how do you cope with that as a parent? Hey, like I think she he pretty much just dismissed her because he could. And here's my daughter taking a load in the mouth. Oh, I photos imagine you're feeling together. a bit like Alice, tumbling <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Oh, oh God! What if like her porn, like her co-star, started just quoting her father's movies at her? <laughs> She's oh, beginning to like believe. To see how deep the They're rabbit hole me, goes. <laughs> let's yeah, let's just do a um, super cut of just shots of her from porn and. I know Bukaki. Show me. <laughs> Whoa. Bullshit. <laughs> As all of her videos show up on screens she, behind she was, him. He's gonna pop. She was in um, B Pumper Productions' fine presentation of Fatty's Rhymes and Dimes number 14. All first time as six original banging beats with the illest flows. <laughs> Daughter of famous male celebrity movie star. <laughs> they don't actually put... Because they're not allowed to legally... They're not allowed to legally put daughter of Lawrence Fishburne so they just put daughter of famous male celebrity movie star <laughs> it sounds like it's the um, the Chinese two dollar shop version of the video cover yeah I, I'm, I'm glad that we um, did some actual work and then ended on a serious low <laughs> just <laughs> shit well actually I think we did that last time we did a really good episode in it um it also featured about 20 minutes of us just looking on Mr. Skin. <laughs> Still a sight. Have you, do you remember Mr. Skin, Colin? Did you no. ever know what it was? Matua Skin. <laughs> <laughs> you no, gotta check out these sweet I nudes, eh? It, it was like the original website that told you where and when in every movie um, there was nudity. There was from nudity. famous people. Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds like something people would um, want. Yeah. yeah, and it was, it was 90s as fuck and because well, then you'd have to make a concerted effort to go hire that film from yeah. Blockbuster Video and, and they, they don't have the rights to, to show you any more than a couple of stills that are probably um, censored but we we were just surprised that not only is it still there it's it's got new content and it's hiring but it seems like they haven't changed the format whatsoever well it's almost, I it's mean like, it's like that is what it is no you can almost look half that shit up on YouTube. Yeah, it's very Geo Cities, very Angel Fire. Yeah, with its. Um, you could ask Jeeves about it. Mm. I think I already. You made could that alter joke. the vista out of it. Whoa. Only found out about those things recently. Well, ask Jeeves. <laughs> yeah, because he's getting his Facebook from. <laughs> oh, there. that's right. <laughs> it's come full circle that Colin's burning himself, <laughs> and when he listens to this episode nine years from now, I'll be like, "Hey, guy <laughs> <laughs> was an asshole." <laughs> I have a good mind to write a letter <laughs> and put it under my pillow. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Well, <laughs> then we can we can end that one on a callback. Yeah. Cool. Um, you good can work, follow team. us at, at Weird Shit Pod. That's W I E R D I before E because there is no C. You can um, email us any thoughts, suggestions, and um, poems Hate. to um, as much shit, hate as you've got. Weird Shit Podcast at gmail dot com. That's I before E. Yep, uh, and they have a patron. We have a patron. What's our patron? A patronus. Your patron site. A patron site. Patreon. You can hit us up at t- on our Twitter uh, at WeirdShitPod, and our Patreon yes. is pinned to the top. So please oh, give okay. us money. Sweet. So, as, 
imagine how good this would be with some money with some proper money put into right. it yeah as opposed to like my money <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and we could write this off it's fine yeah well once once we paid ourselves so, back for our microphones and shit so much paperwork involved is it yeah yeah we'd have to actually turn this into a company that's where the People's yeah, Club for Humans International comes yeah, in. The the People's Club for Humans is 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 a, a limited is a, liability company. Yeah, it's it's also oh, yeah. a, a background idea of mine of just a, a way to accumulate a bunch of like minded people he just through wants some to bring very a bunch sort of, of just um, men together in a room. <laughs> women also. And then present them with a pyramid scheme and <laughs> <laughs> And that's a cult. Yeah. Nah, but as a way uh, It's multi level marketing until you wear a robe. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a cult with cool business. My aim is to eventually do a merger with Scientology. But, um... Approach them for a buyout. <laughs> the, 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 the hope with that was to, um... Yeah, force very specific um, criteria and rules upon people in the hopes that that would, like, keep the club self-regulating. Mm. Like an early uh, communist party. Yeah, it was, it was like trying to create a set of rules era. so specific that I could start a club that would go on forever, but I could potentially get myself kicked out of forever. <laughs> and only, it would if, just only if you can sell the rumour along after your death yeah. beforehand that you sell the rumour that your um, brain still exists to some degree within the, the walls of the of the house that you set up the original. Yeah. Just that you're still alive in some sort of robot Walt Disney way. The, the I wanted to yeah create an entirely in. offline ad hoc community that you could only find. We want your post life to be a like side quest in a Fallout universe. Yeah, yeah. Where they discover the club and then they realize all but, these rumors about you still being alive and they try to find you and then it's like oh no he died. But, and then, but yeah. only a hundred years ago, so he did actually live six hundred years. And then like the Google search <laughs> it points back to itself because. The community is a metaphor for Logan's mind. Oh my god, we're signing out. Later.